0: Hi and welcome to the podcast. You're having tea with Alice. This week's episode is with Mike Kaplan and I have to apologise for the delay. I recorded an intro for this and I had to clean it up a little bit because there's quite a lot of background noise I was recording in my flat which happens to be opposite a fire station and then the intro that I recorded, one of my mics has jacked up and had a really nasty scratchy noise and I just could not edit it out so apologies for the delay Now we are here, and uh, I wanted to say thank you so much uh, for listening. Thank you to all my Patreon subscribers. Thank you to everyone who's come in Edinburgh to the show. Uh, It's been utterly delightful. And I've had a really fun run, some good shows, some bad shows as ever, as always, but it is a lot of fun. My uh, trilogy is tomorrow, Monday the 13th in Edinburgh, and if you want to come to that, there's tickets are seven fifty each and fifteen dollars for all three, the discount applies at checkout. I'm currently sitting in Brooks Bar re-recording the intro. Um, so again, this is suboptimal Edinburgh conditions, and I do apologise for those. Um, If you are not in Edinburgh, the trilogy is now coming out as a podcast on the ABC. It started to become available. I think the whole of Savage is up now. I wanted them all to come out as one uh, package, but there was some difficulty with that on the end of the ABC because they're working with quite outdated technology or something like that. I'm not sure entirely what happened That, But um, I feel weird about plugging it because I'm also plugging the trilogy, which is tomorrow. But uh, if you're not listening to this before tomorrow and if you're not in Edinburgh, please do download the trilogy and listen to it. It is um, some work that I'm very proud of, particularly Savage, and it means a lot to me when... When, when you listen um, and email me at alicerfraser at gmail.com whether you listen or not I will always love to say hi uh, message me on the Patreon if you are the $25 subscriber level email me and we'll organise the Skype conversations other than that um, my my show the resistance which is the middle one of the trilogy is now available on amazon prime so you can still buy it on the website as a digital download or as a usb but um you can also if you subscribe to amazon prime if you're a subscriber to amazon prime you can now get that uh there so other than that I think that's all. I'm doing the Bugle on the 15th live in Edinburgh, if you want to come to that with Alex Edelman and, of course, Zoltzman and uh, Chris, the producer, who will also be there. I'm doing Ethos every night other than tomorrow at 7.55 at Bristow Square Underbelly. And it's all been lovely, but I am quite tired, and I'm currently recording this just on my normal uh, phone mic, so the sound quality is not going to be as good as usual. I have put my uh, recording device into the repair shop so that nasty scratching noise should be fixed, and I'm sure I had something else to plug, but um, I think that's probably enough for now. I spoke with Mike Kaplan about everything from elephant posters to life the universe and his perspective on uh, spirituality which is quite interesting or very interesting really he's a very interesting character he's doing a show in the same room as me in edinburgh just immediately after my show so that's a good double to watch if what you like is um silly comedy that has an existential edge Um, I'm currently looking for a two-star review because for Ethos I now have a one, a three, a four and a five-star review, which means basically that you may or may not like the show. The people who like it, like it a lot. The people who don't like it, don't like it at all. The people who feel meh about it, feel meh about it. So uh, that's that. And I will let you go and I will let you get on with listening to this show. I genuinely cannot remember what else I was meant to be plugging other than Patreon, the podcast, the trilogy, my show, Amazon Prime and uh, just generally being good people and trying to have interesting discussions with one another. Edinburgh has been very tiring and very good uh, and I am very much looking forward to more of it. That's about it. I will stop rambling at this point. I am just rambling because uh, I'm so pleased to finally be recording this intro after so much faff and so much technical, technological failure up until this point. Good enough is good enough. I'm just going to put it out. Uh, Thank you, everybody, who tweets me at alliterative, A-L-I-T-E-R-A-T-I-V-E. If you see the show, there's a, a... a website the website the ticketing website has an option for user reviews and to be honest your reviews mean more to me than the reviews of uh, professional reviewers quite often because you're the people who i write the shows for not for professional reviewers i write them for you to enjoy if you enjoy what i do so that's that that's enough of that and i will see you next week you're having tea with alice Who are you and what are you drinking?
1: I am Mike Kaplan and I'm drinking a detox tea.
0: Lovely. I'm uh, drinking a Sencha that I bought, which weirdly has bags that are individually sealed.
1: I've heard about that and I'm sorry.
0: Yeah, I mean I guess it's for freshness, but you would seem more efficient to have an airtight canister.
1: It's uh, a short-term solution. Causing long term problems.
0: Yes, but the problems aren't for us. Oh, no. Dolphins and our children.
1: Yes. I mean, one could argue those are for us.
0: Yeah, well, it depends on how invested you are in things other than yourself or if you believe in yourself. This has gotten very deep very quickly. Mike, we are in Edinburgh. We're in my house, uh, apartment slash room, um, which is decorated with a combination of Star Wars paraphernalia and. uh hokusai i think
1: oh yes the uh the most famous uh asian image of a wave
0: Mm, and and um a picture of an elephant who seems to have a chain on it but also chalk saying happy birthday
1: i wonder if it's the elephant's birthday or if that message is for someone else
0: I would be happier if it were the elephant's birthday than if it was somebody else. But even so, it seems like a ridiculous thing. My point is, this room is clearly the room of a student.
1: Oh, these are not yours. Yes. yes. I was going to say, because I'm like, oh, you're only here for a month and you've put up all your <laughs> all your posters. Uh, which, number one, I'd like to say that elephant's birthday is someday. So that poster will be a happy birthday to that elephant one day a year like like a stopped clock
0: like a stopped clock this picture of an elephant I mean the nature of that kind of an elephant having a chain on its foot and one on its neck and what looks like a tear coming out of its eye though I'm sure is just a normal lubricating function of the eye the combination of that and the colorful chalk is gives the image mixed emotional impact for me
1: I understand uh yeah it's it's difficult these days. I mean, maybe it's difficult. There's difficulties probably all days, all times. But one of uh, today's particular ones is that we have access to so much information. Uh, we know how much of an impact, uh, like the larger impacts, are being had that are wider spread. Uh, you know, across uh, geography and species, mm-hmm. and uh, well, and probably you know, when I was a kid, I would've been like, "Ooh, a colorful elephant." Yeah. And now I still have that kid in me, but also all the things that you're saying.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, I'm glad I've had you on the podcast. I've got you on the podcast now and uh, you've sort of introduced maybe some of the themes with which you wrestle. What have you been wrestling with recently? Ah, Um,
1: The recent wrestles.
0: Yes, the recent wrestles, the things that you're not sure what you think about.
1: Ah, uh, but mean, you do
0: think about them you're just not sure what you think about yes
1: the things that I, I'm I mean perhaps there are things that I'm not even sure if I am thinking about Um, I guess uh, so I've been doing a meditation with the app insight timer recently interesting uh, are you familiar with it
0: I'm not I'm familiar with the app app genre of meditation sure. and uh, I did a, a recorded at least a and in i'm very tired i recorded an audio documentary for the audio books um provider audible about meditation and neuroscience one of the elements of the documentary was looking into these apps that's a very long answer to a very short question the answer is no but i know the kind of thing
1: yes so i i engaged with meditation initially through apps and have done it other ways as well but before I before the app Headspace, which was the first one that I used, mm. um, the concept of meditation was always something that appealed to me in theory, but I didn't quite understand, you know, what it was or how it was. Like I'd read a little bit, and I, you know, I'd read a Thich Nhat Han book, uh, how to walk, and it was about walking meditation. It's just mm. like you know, when you step every time you set your foot down on the earth, you know, think about you're connecting your, yourself to the earth and everyone that's on it and has ever been and, you know, your ancestors, your family. And I'm like, oh, and like now that has like more like resonance. And like, I, I thought that I might've been missing something before. Mm. And now I don't, th- I'm sure that I'm missing many things, but the thing that I thought I was missing before, I don't think I was missing. Cause I don't think there was anything to miss. I think that it was simply like, okay, so breathe in and breathe out. And then what? Yes. Uh, it's like, do you know, have we discussed finite and infinite games?
0: No, Uh, not in this particular conversation.
1: uh, Are you familiar with those concepts? Yes, but uh, explain for the listener. So the idea of, you know, some games, like literal games like baseball, Mm -hmm. uh, you play it and the objective is to win at at the end of the game. There's a way to win, the game ends. Uh, An infinite game could be like catch, where... How do you win catch? You don't win catch. You, the, the objective of catch is to continue to play catch. You, by, by throwing it and catching it, you are you are doing it and you get to keep doing it. That's, and so like relationships, some people see as like the infinite game or I think are the infinite game of like, oh, you get to keep being with a person, hopefully, if that is the kind of relationship you want to be in. Yeah, but but
0: whoever dies first wins. Yes, that's That's...
1: the finite game. (laughs) But some people see it as the finite game of getting married or having a kid. There's all these milestones of, oh, you've won now that part of the game. Mm. But ultimately, you know, life is just, I think, one or a series of infinite games, you know, with components masked as finite games within it. And so the meditation game of, okay, so how do you win? Breathe in, breathe out, and then you're done? No, you get to keep doing it. You have to keep doing it. You probably want to keep doing it, whatever it is. Well,
0: the process is noticing yourself doing it. And, I mean, it depends on how religiously Buddhist you are. Either it is an infinite game in which you become increasingly mindful and insightful and calm or it's a finite game, in which case eventually the level of insight you reach knocks you out of the game entirely.
1: I don't think, yeah, I guess, I mean, I can't say for sure, but my my initial reaction to that, I note, is that I don't think anyone is out of the game. I think, I mean, I think everyone, there might be obviously like the same way that, uh, you know, bef- in the world of time, like before 1978, I quote, I whatever I am, this body, which mm. wasn't made of the same molecules. That it's very difficult to, you know, get to the bottom of anything because I don't think there is really a bottom of anything. But I was born in nineteen seventy-eight.
0: all the way down. <laughs> oh yes,
1: uh, before that year, there was, you know, or before a couple years ago, before my parents, or before, you know, there wasn't, but also there was. Uh, but this form didn't exist yes. Th- these these molecules in this configuration weren't mm. and then eventually they won't be again Even from moment to moment, uh, but all of the molecules all of the energy Does and has been and is as I understand it if I if we are to believe the scientists. Yes um, And so I think you know all is this you know infinite game and the players you know sort of flash in and out and you know bulge into conscious existing and then out of it maybe even while conscious aren't as fully conscious improving or growing deeper higher wider whatever it is so this is all to say i started meditating with headspace uh which is not uh i don't it's it's secular as far as i could tell it's not uh there's no buddhist mentions anywhere in it it's just you know focusing on breathing some visualizations and then uh, it's just one guy guiding it, one guy named Andy. And so somebody told me, they're like, I like this insight timer because there's lots of different teachers. There's lots of different speakers, probably hundreds, thousands, I don't know. And so I found one that I've been doing recently for the past little while every day. Bec- in part, I've been doing the same one every day because it suggested doing it during it. It's like, maybe you want to do this for like six weeks to help your, you know, your brain change in this way. And I'm like... I'll try it. I like it.
0: Well, that's one of, yeah. Meditation is really fascinating for brain change. It's one of the few things that they can really see this kind of measurable effect. And it's not that your brain gets bigger. Um, It's that your brain becomes more efficient. So you actually reduce the, you know, you've got all these, let's oversimplify it. You've got all these little pathways in your brain and meditation sort of, cuts them down and strengthens them so you have fewer but much more quick movement of electricity around your brain
1: and so there's a few things that I like about that like one is that I mean meditation seems like it's I mean a spiritual thing I mean, that's
0: a super oversimplification <laughs> yes uh,
1: I, I accept I will not uh, tear you down um, I couldn't you would still exist in some form or another just pieces of Alice
0: Um, he says your honor
1: (laughs) I like I like when things like I have a a bit in the show that I'm doing here uh, about how I'm not afraid of death because I found a thing uh, I don't know if it's a loophole but it seems like there's one place at least where religion some religions and science agree and that's that uh, one of the things that I said, like, no matter or energy is ever created or destroyed, and religion might say that you have an immortal soul, so, like, either way, like, everything that I am and is in some form, like, always was and always will be, mm-hmm. uh, and I like when, you know, these are sort of, you know, maybe cartoonish caricatures of, quote, science and, quote, religion, but I like the idea when, when these two theoretically opposing forces are, you know, they don't have to be, and, none of this need be anything that I'm saying, but if you're like science or religion, I like when they agree. (laughs) Yeah. And so meditation is one such place where it's like some people are like, I don't know, I don't know about meditation. It's a little like woo-woo, a little new agey, a little this or that, but it's also like one of the most, you know, documentable, scientific, like empirical things.
0: Uh, Yeah, for something that is associated with absolute wishy-washiness, it is one of the more empirically provable pursuits,
1: practices. Empirical wishy washiness.
0: Empirical Well, you know, whether you think of it as, as part of a wider spiritual journey or whether you think of it as just doing crunches for your mind, it it certainly does something. Although I don't think it is for everyone, just in the way that in the same way that ooh, now I'm now I'm going down a path and there's a rubbish truck going around outside. But I was just gonna say in the same way as I wouldn't say that exercise is for everyone. But I think I would say that exercise is for everyone. It's just which exercise and what level of exercise. So
1: Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, some meditation teachers, gurus, people, etc. have said, like, eventually, like, you know, anything can be a meditation. Like any part of life, you know, like uh, drinking tea or walking or like sitting, you know, or eating. Like all all activities can be done you know, mindfully and...
0: I mean, what are these people doing, vacuuming the street?
1: I'll, I'll look outside and see.
0: So, sorry, we had to pause for a minute because a, a noise outside, which I thought was just a truck, turned out to be a truck that was sweeping. Slow,
1: slowly sweeping the street.
0: And so it went past in slow motion like some sort of comedy film.
1: Oh yes, uh, they knew that we were podcasting.
0: Yeah, it, it was like that. It was like they were maliciously driving as slowly as they possibly could.
1: I'm like imagining like a scene in a movie where you know people are trying to have like a, a serious discussion, and then somebody in the back is just like making a smoothie, and just like very obliviously like very friendly like, <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm just oh, I forgot one. Banana.
0: Mate, <laughs> welcome to my podcast. I do my podcast in cafes and I will s- find a quiet cafe and we will walk in and we will sit down and we will turn on the microphones and then a thousand people will order coffee immediately and it will just be grinding. Uh, what kind of coffee would you like?
1: Uh, as long as it's loud. That's the my. It's yeah. the
0: loudest coffee.
1: Yeah. What's, yeah, what's your loudest blend?
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> um. So. You, you've started taking us down a path.
0: Yes. Uh, uh, what About how path?
1: exercise...
0: Oh, yeah, no, I think I've, I've closed oh, that loop. Of just that I was going to say, I don't think necessarily that meditation is for everybody. Some people oh, yes. react badly to it. And then I was going to say in the same way, I don't think exercise is for everybody. But then maybe it is. I, I, think, I, I, think, I think that it is for everybody, but it just depends what level you're capable of doing. I think everybody should, as much as they can, do as much as they can with their body however it's formed because, I mean, that's maybe pathological. My mum was sick uh, for all of my life and she couldn't do a lot of things and she always did what she could do with the levels of energy that she had and the capacities of her body. And I remember being young and part of a group of arty intellectual types who sort of disdained the body you know they they were they revelled in their unhealthiness oh you know and i'm sure you've met similar types i understand of
1: for me like i've i've always yeah not always but i've in the past like identified maybe more with if the dichotomy of mind and body like you know I've always I started out doing comedy like maybe more as quote a writer than a performer you know mm-hmm. I'm a musician like I'm more audio than visual or tactile or kinesthetic and so it is you know I and I know that actually I am I am not more internal than external but those have been sort of like the focuses, the stories, like the narratives of my experience. And it's only more recently that actually a few, so a few years ago is when I started meditating. And I also for a time took Tai Chi, le- tai chi lessons from a friend of mine. Cause I was like, I, I was dating a girl who did care more about like, you know, being not not like in like the best, you know, ripped cut shape, but like, you know, moving, being active, being in shape, caring about like, she's like, I want to care. I want to, I want to care about my body for me and for other people. Like I want to be this, uh, the best that I can, the, you know, the ideal, uh, you know, the healthy, I want it. She was like, I want to be healthy. And I was like, I also like, I've always walked, like walking was my, and I ran some, but like walking has always been like my most exercise and like I eat healthily. But I've I've always mostly just done, I haven't thought about it extensively in the past as much as I, I don't think I'm thinking about it extensively now, but I'm thinking about it more now. I'm like, oh yeah, Tai Chi. It is also like meditation. Like I felt myself, I'm like, I couldn't do it. And then I could do some of it. I could do it better. I was afraid I would do it wrong and that would send me down like a, a less ideal path of like what if I do it wrong and I come back next week and I'm like you know bent in the wrong shape and (laughs) my teacher was just like then I'll tell you and you'll correct it and it's always about getting less wrong less wrong less wrong like there's no it's like you know even even doing it 15 years nobody's ever like well I'm done like the the finite game of learning Tai Chi is over I
0: have completed it's not like the matrix where you've oh I've downloaded it yes complete tick
1: and so uh I I now, like what you're saying completely makes sense. Like I, the idea of arguing, of somebody arguing, you should not do as much as you can with your body, unless it was like a nuanced view of like, there's so many things, there's so many guidelines of like how to spend one's time and life. Like you want to be, you know, figuring out what is best for you, like, you know, You might, during a day, be spending some time sitting, writing, preparing, doing a thing, not being like, I have to maximize moving my body at every moment of every day, though there are people. Yeah, there's a particular
0: level at which it becomes pathological, and there's a particular level at which it is, or there's a particular stream along which it can go where it is just vanity. There's a certain type of male body that I will see and go, oh, you wouldn't want to have a relationship with him He'd never be there.
1: Because he was spending a lot of time, it seems, sculpting that body.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, it's just a particular way that the muscles are formed. So it's not functional fitness. It's a particular kind of mm-hmm. gym fitness where you're like, I know exactly how many hours you have to spend in the gym. And I know that you have to wake up at 4 a.m. And it, and mm-hmm. drink a chicken and broccoli shake to keep that level of...
1: Well, perhaps while he's at the gym, he's also like, you know, listening to audiobooks of of... Uh, meditation documentaries it's
0: possible I could be prejudging this man but I mean this is the thing I I think on both extremes is it's a problem but when I was in university with these people who were so smart and charming and lovely and young and beautiful and took it for granted sure to the point where they felt like they could essentially shit on their bodies they would you know just do all the things that you can get away with when you're young but they thought of it as a An expression of their intellectualism, you know. Oh, who goes for a run? Gross. That kind of I understand thing. And for me, being confronted with my mum's sort of, hello fire engine, uh, stuff, I just thought it was absolute madness. And in that classical definition,
2: uh, (laughs) in that (laughs)
0: classical definition of madness, where there's they're missing something integral to the world and they're operating on a false set of premises
1: and so you've certainly you know with your mom being sick as she was your whole life Mm. uh you obviously like i'm not i haven't had your experience i can only like listen and you know do either i think sympathize (laughs) uh as opposed to empathize i i feel like we we always talk about empathy you know uh and so i mean i can I can imagine like mm. I've had experiences you know I've had relatives that have been sick for uh times um and obviously the uh the one benefit you know one silver lining is that you did get this perspective not that you would have wished to have this perspective not that like if you have a child you'd be like i well I should be sick you know i should like I have this thing about you know looking, obviously looking backwards, like you can learn from negative things, but it doesn't mean you want to uh, make those negative things happen so you can learn. Like there will always be, you know, difficult things, challenges that we can like hopefully grow and learn from. Uh, and, you know, there's these obviously contradictions, like you you could hate that your mom had, had to deal with that while also being grateful now that you have the perspective that you did, that you didn't waste, you know, this part some part of your life, some part of, you know, doing things with your body that you didn't want to?
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the thing that I'm happy about was that because my mom was sick, I was never mean to her. I didn't go through the, that adolescent phase of where you're cruel to your parents to establish autonomy. And that's had sort of longer term backlash for my development as a human being. But it meant that when she died, I could say I was never mean to her, which is, I think, unusual.
1: That is nice. I think I've, I haven't, I didn't, I also didn't really do that Uh, when I was a teenager. I did like withdraw, like I was very isolated and uh, kind of not, I wasn't like mad. I I was a little upset because my parents moved like right after I was in seventh grade Mm -hmm. and eighth grade was when like the graduation was. And so I didn't get to graduate with those friends. Like now I'm like, not that I don't care, but I'm like, it certainly hasn't impacted my life. In a, in a way that ripples mm-hmm. forward negatively to this day. But at the time, it certainly, it was like a big change. And there would have been... you
0: now feel a deep compulsion to stay to the end of every party?
1: That's it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, it's... in. Whenever, like, the thing that you were saying about, you know, the people who were taking their bodies for granted, and not only taking them for granted, which is what I think I might have been doing, but going in the other direction.
0: Yeah, well, this this sort of false dichotomy of it's mind versus body. Sure. If the mind is the enemy of your body and your body is the enemy of your mind. And that concerning yourself with the other is to the detriment of the one. When, in fact, you it, know, so much of what we are, so much of what we feel is chemistry, so much of what we feel is how our body is functioning at the time. You know, try being a gentle and kind and generous and thoughtful and intelligent person on three hours of sleep challenge accepted <laughs> all right uh but yes i mean we're all trying that at the Edinburgh point fringe.
1: taken uh the thing the question if somebody said to me like who goes running like away from that siren
0: i mean uh, this is the problem this flat um it's a nice one. It's a lovely flat. nicely located. It is 40 meters away from a fire station. Ah, that is a thing. And the way they do it is, as I found out to my delight and shock, uh, they drive out of the fire station, they drive just to this corner outside this house, and then they hit their sirens, ha. and oh boy, is that a way to wake up.
1: Well, there you go. I'm very sorry.
0: Sorry, you were saying.
1: Oh, I was. Uh, so, who goes running? I'm like... I also didn't love running. I actually wrote a song years ago, uh, from the perspective of somebody saying like, you go running every day to make sure that you live longer and, uh, you're that much stronger is a rhyme that happens there. I'm very, I'm a good lyricist and, uh, and let's say that those are the facts. Ultimately the, the chorus is like, well, I may not live as long as you, but I don't have to run. Um, but now like I've, that is not my perspective. And I found that when I've, when I run or even when I walk, like my mind like juices like flow it's like yeah. whenever I'll walk and like listen back to a set and like hear you know ideas that I expressed that I hadn't expressed before and I I make new like I, I write I create like it's it's almost like I feel sorry for the whoever these people are like I mean I hope they since then have grown and learned and uh and now are living their best fullest lives as well
0: well it's something that I think that you don't I mean, schools tend to cultivate that opposition, that you're either good at sports or you're good at class. You're right. Um, and so people fall into those models quite easily. And I, it just seems so... Like, if if I had been any good at audio production, I'm still no good at audio mm-hmm. production, so this is why the, all of the sirens are going to stay in. Um, when I started this podcast, it would have been Walking with Alice because when I st- when I realised that I really enjoyed these kind of long thoughtful breaking down preconception ideas was on long runs when I started doing athletics training and running isn't for everyone but there's always going to be there's something you can do walking or whatever it is but running I found um, I, I kind of uh, I kind of pitched and may re-pitch an idea where I go and do a workout with someone and talk to them because putting your body under that slight strain, people open up a bit.
1: Oh yeah. Anyway, I don't know steal I know a that. few. People. There's a few American uh, friends of mine who have podcasts where they do a workout and then discuss things about relating to it. I so I think yours would be a welcome addition to the world.
0: Yes. Oh, I I don't think I think I was thinking of it more as a kind of a video thing. Ah, well. But but either that or a documentary where you go to different places where they where they do sports. Because that was one of the things about my running squad was that there were people of all different classes and ethnicities and everything and intelligence levels and interests and it was. It's one of those things where a lot of vectors cross over, and there are other exercises where there is only one kind of person who goes to it you know your expensive pilates class in the eastern suburbs you get a a particular slice of society there or you you know your muscle mary gym in king's cross in sydney where all of the incredibly buff gay guys go and that's a social hub as well and uh, those things really interest me but we've gotten off topic my (laughs) my point is yeah you are so um you're so subject to your body you're so vulnerable to your body in so many ways that it seems stupid to disconnect or disassociate yourself from it.
1: I understand. It's funny. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm not my body. I mean, which it's funny to think in, I mean, in some, in some larger sense, you know, of course there are levels where it makes sense to think about, you know, what, what is even, you know, what is my body? You know, what is it, what is it made of? It has, you know, organs but like the the molecules and the cells are like dividing and splitting and uh those are the same things i'm i'm good with synonyms
0: you're very good
2: but, at it
1: um it's uh i was te- i think i was mentioning my friend ramin nazer to you mm. uh he is a comedian and artist in la and uh he wrote this book a, a comic book called after you die where each page is a different like possibility, you know, heaven, hell, nothingness, simulation, you know, uh, you live on in your child's consciousness, like all, a bunch of different ideas. And there's one where it's like, you're a four dimensional being. And it's like, you are, you know, we right now are just moving through part of a larger being that was, you know, at one end, uh, a fetus and at the other end, a skeleton. And that whole thing is you're just like this big, you know, worm uh, made of all the, all the moments of your life. And uh, I like, I like thinking about, I mean, so the idea of like, you know, my body, me, like these, certainly there's like, I don't know if there's no black, I, there's a Pema shodron book that I'm reading now where she talks about meditation as like a tool that helps you eventually not need the tool. Like you're, it's a raft that you set out on a river and then you get to the other side and then you don't need the raft anymore. But really she's like, it's more like you the raft disappears in the middle of the river and also you never get to the other side. Um, And then you're just, you're going. And so the question of like, you know, where are, where's the beginning? Where's the end? Where are the boundaries of even, you know, like our body and our mind? But certainly there is a sense in which it makes sense to speak of them as connected as well.
0: Yes. Well, this is the thing, you know, your your brain is certainly part of your body and your mind is either a function of the brain or some sort of out- cropping electrical side current from a synergy between your body and your brain Mm -hmm. or it's something completely entirely or it's a hamster in a ball somewhere at the base of your spine or you know any number of things i mean i i don't think it's a hamster but it could be yeah um
1: uh so
0: i mean why would you bother having a flat earth conspiracy when you could have a hamster conspiracy i mean
1: well probably the first person who had the flat earth conspiracy was you know Uh, forward thinking in a way. Uh,
0: Forward, sideways, just not up and down. Yeah. Um,
1: So, I want to answer your question, which I haven't quite yet, though I'm sure that this is going to be like telling and all of this has been showing. uh, But, so I started with insight timer. Mm -hmm. And the particular meditation that I've been listening to is about like abundance and manifestation in a way and like half of it is about 20 minutes and half of it is like just listening to sort of affirmations and repeating them and like potentially internalizing them and some of them are like practical and some of them are more i mean spiritual which could also be practical like i am you know perfect as i am i am like loved
0: that is uh, that is the kind of meditation that i've never come uh, come across in my practice i think it's the kind that my dad would be quite snobby about sure. and so i wasn't exposed to but
1: and but so i also have the sense it's the same way that you know the science and religion dichotomy appeals to me uh there's a series of uh experiences in my life that the first time i did ayahuasca I did it with a guy who was my friend who had done it once before and I, one of the reasons i did it was because he was like i was like he was like i was skeptical i didn't you know i didn't know anything like this like he went in angry he came out loving like it's not like you know an immediate constant like always fix but it helped him shift this perspective in a way where he was like i saw auras and i was like i don't believe in auras but now i see them and like during the experience and like I felt like I was communicating with people in a way that it seemed like they also and he's like and we are all one it seems like we're one we're all like the idea we're all one begrudgingly expressed Mm. or like another friend of mine uh, a comedian who has been doing the artist's way with some friends uh, who are also comedians and the artist's way can be like a woo -woo like practice you know to uh, you know, write and create and things. And she's like, it's a little woo-woo-y for me, but having a group of comedians, like the adding the comedian snark, like to balance it out. So the idea of that, and then this is the answer to your question of like sort of what I've been struggling with is like, I'm listening to this thing, because uh, there's nothing specific that I'm trying to quote manifest uh, other than like in my life, I'm striving to, you know, be present and mindful and you know, learn who I am and become who I am, discover and create who I am uh, as a human being, as a, you know, a partner, as a friend, as a comedian, as an artist, like with what I'm making and doing. And I, I have been grateful for and happy with like what I, the path that I have been on. And I think that this is, you know, whatever I, whatever steps I take are the steps to the next version of myself, which is one of the things that it says in this meditation. It's like, you know, you're on, you're on a path forward. You're, you're taking steps. You're like, you're It's saying, like, one of the things, like, my career, you know, like, lots of opportunities, like, will abound. I will take all of the steps to put into effect all of the things that will make all of the things that I want to happen, happen. And, like, it's in a similar way, like, it's like, like, duh, you know, like, uh, oh, if I want to do something, like, then take steps towards doing that thing. If I want to have a book in the world, then Start writing a book if I want to have a music album. Start recording my songs if I want. All of these things, like these, are things that I know, and so many things in you know meditation, uh, or in in this area of thinking and experiencing for me is about like remembering, like and reminding. You know, like every once in a while, I'm just like, oh, like yes, this moment now correct
0: yeah we are very much formed by our habits of mind it's one of the reasons why um you know it's a a really subtle thing but if you create a habit in your mind we are so geared to shortcuts as humans like you notice it when you move countries if you go to a different country and all of a sudden you have to pay attention to the street signs and the money and the the way the air smells and the way the water tastes, and all of a sudden you realise that you have spent, that maybe 90% of your day is, huge chunks are missing when you're in a habit, when you're in a routine. That's one of the nice things about being a comedian is that you're always breaking up that routine and you always become aware again of how much of what you do is just habit and how much of what you do is, if not mindless, at least thoughtless. You know, you don't think about the way you do something or the way you eat your breakfast or whatever it happens to be. Um, but it reminds you that you're really vulnerable to habits of mind in the same way, that you can just go, Oh, yeah, one day I'd like to do that. And that's the groove you've got in your head. Yeah, I'd really like to be an author, rather than, what am I going to do author today?
1: We were, you and I, yesterday on my podcast, discussing uh like identity and like in my one framing of nouns versus verbs like Mm. the the question I've heard maybe Stephen King or somebody say like you know if you want to be a writer like don't think about being a writer write. like you you must write yes uh if you like that's you there is no shortcut to being a writer like a woman came up to me. after yeah. I would she,
0: rather yeah. say I do comedy than I am a comedian. I don't mind. I'm being a comedian. <laughs> yeah.
1: That it does like, yeah, verbs because, because everything is, you know, moving, it seems like moving forward in time, like things are happening. We are being, like, we're human beings, even mm. like the language there. Uh, and there's that Sims, you know, the Simpsons where there was like a guru is like, then it was something about like a human doing that's next. And it's like, and what's after that? And Bart's like a human going. And then everybody's like the boy (laughs) he's, I think the guru was like, he's, he he knows he's wise. Um, but, uh, yeah, the question of, I've, I've lost the thread.
0: I think that's a good conversation so far. And I, I, I'm happy to lose the thread there. I think we had some really good, uh, chat where can people find you online and in edinburgh uh
1: mike kaplan is spelled m-y-q kaplan k-a-p-l-a-n uh i'm sorry for the spelling or if you love it you're welcome well, uh, you're welcome
0: hit him up and tell him what you think he was about to say
1: oh yeah uh, certainly you know more than i at this point of myself listener. i like
0: your conversational style because it's like the torah oh yeah in that you have the central text and then you have the commentary on the text and then you have the commentary on the commentary and then you have the commentary on the commentary of the text
1: well i appreciate that i i like to do that in conversation in my comedy uh in edinburgh right now i'm doing a show called all killing aside and it is like that and i know where all the threads go for the most part uh some who knows, come see me and see if I don't. Uh, but yeah, it's in the same place that your show is. It is, uh, it's
0: in the underbelly Bristow Square. It is immediately after my show. Come along and see it if you are in Edinburgh and say hello to Mike.
1: Uh, thank you, and if you wanna to listen to Alice and me on my podcast and or anyone else that I've had on my podcast. You
0: do, it was a great conversation. It really was. Fewer fire engines.
1: <laughs> yes, it, and it in the same place though. I guess yesterday was a safer day. <laughs> Uh, It's called Broccoli and Ice Cream. And then, yeah, all of my albums and specials and things are accessible online. If you put in my name, you should be able to find me.
0: It's Mike Spelt, M-Y-Q. Thanks, everyone. Thank you, Alice.
2: In. Turns around for to view her frames Crying damn you doffers Cry up your ends, Loudly rifle all, Loudly rifle day And when the boss He looks round the door Tie our ends up doffers He will roar Well tie our hands up We surely do More else it all But not for you Loudly rifle doll right rifle all day. Oh, Elsie Thompson is going away. Is it tomorrow or yet today? We'll tie our hands up and leave our frames and wait for Elsie to return again. lovely rifle all. let rifle all day.